In this episode, we will explore Pluto's direct motion, the Aries full moon, Mercury's shift into Libra, and this last quarter moon, which closes out the Libra cycle as we prepare for eclipse season. We are on the precipice, and now is a time for you to take a leap into the wild unknown. Welcome to Stars, Stones, and Stories. I am your host, Rama, and together we are weaving ancient future wisdom as we birth the new earth. If you're into astrology, cosmology, living mythology, earth-based spirituality, and ancestral healing, you are home. If you've stumbled upon this podcast and are new to these topics, this is Sovereign Sanctuary to expand and deepen your wisdom. As a cosmic priestess, I witness many at the threshold of great transformation. I specialize in astrological divination, sacred site activations, and priestess arts for the Aquarian Age. You may learn more about my work and budding mystery school at earthseedtemplearts.com or follow Earthseed Temple Arts on Instagram. This community is your opportunity to claim your story, your unique identity and power, knowing that you are the hero of your own journey. You are a hologram for the collective and you matter. The world needs your gifts and creativity now more than ever. Crystallize your medicine. Oh, great ancient ones, great ancestors, we call to you. May you hear the voices of your descendants traversing through time and space. We humbly ask for your support, your wise medicine ways, and your genius solutions in these times. Dear ancestors, we wish to partner with you, for we know we cannot do this alone. As we traverse the mystery, we ask that you, our starry ancestors, are with us each breath of the way. May we have clarity of mind and crystalline vision to see through the dark. May we walk our paths of high holy truth, as that is what is needed now more than ever. And so it is. Welcome back to another episode of Stars, Stones, and Stories. Can you believe that it is already episode 61? I'm wrapping my mind around how this podcast was a dream of mine for so many years. And I always thought, oh, I'll do that later on, like once I do X, Y, and Z. And then when the pandemic came and I really had to pivot all of my offerings, like so many of us did who had been out there in the field. I mean, my work pre-pandemic was highly, highly focused on 
in-person events and classes, regular weekly classes. I was teaching at minimum three classes a week, kundalini yoga and regular events and women's circles and pilgrimages. And everything I was offering was dedicated to building local community, which, of course, is always near and dear to my heart, always will be. I think it's so important. I think community is the balm for these times when so many of us feel isolated. And that being said, I realized during the pandemic I needed to have more of a digital landscape for my offerings. And it just seemed like the perfect alignment to start Star Stones and Stories. And we began with Beltana, with Beltane in May of 2020. And then here we are. It is now two and a half years later. We're preparing for the season of Samhain. We've got this really powerful eclipse portal coming up. And the reality is the eclipses are already here. I'm curious how they are landing for you in your life. I'm personally witnessing massive endings and these radical new beginnings. It's very exciting. And the truth is, like, when we experience joy and birth and renewal in our lives, that energy can be very stimulating and it is exciting. And even new growth can be stressful. And so I share that because I think it's important that we have perspective so that we can be gentle with ourselves when we go through intense times and that we can know like, yeah, I am celebrating this growth and it's a stretch for my nervous system. So if this resonates for you, I just want to remind you I've got a mini audio course on the seven keys that will offer you how you can craft your own unique daily practice. And the link is in the show notes to join that audio course. So with that, we're going to dive in to explore our current astrology, and we're going to culminate with an introduction to this eclipse season. I definitely invite you to stay connected to episodes 62 and 63, which will be coming up after this episode is broadcast, and those two episodes will go more in-depth into the eclipse season. The dwarf planet Pluto has been retrograde since the spring of 2022, actually since right before um, we had the Taurus solar eclipse. And um, so Pluto went retrograde on April 29th, just one day before that solar eclipse on April 30th. And it's interesting because now Pluto is stationing direct just about a week and a half before the next solar eclipse. Pluto as a dwarf planet has quite a magnetic pull for us here on Earth. Although Pluto is small and um, might seem harmless, so to speak, Pluto does speak to willpower. And 
we could consider Pluto like this higher octave of Mars. Pluto utilizing the ability to merge for deep transformation, for evolution. And with that, there is a process of death and rebirth and renewal that Pluto really assists each one of us with. We can think of the archetype of the snake shedding its own skin, yet you could consider the Ouroboros eating its own tail again and again and again. And that is a very Pluto-like force of knowing how to naturally regenerate, how to take uh, that which is ready to be dissolved and to merge with it and to utilize it as frequency to bring you to the next level of awareness, of consciousness. Pluto is deeply misunderstood zodiacally and people with strong Pluto placements also tend to be deeply misunderstood. I myself know this very well. I have Pluto in the first house and those of us who have Pluto in the first house and or very close to the ascendant are magnetic people that others are either drawn towards or repelled by because there's an intensity that Pluto people carry, meaning that they are very transformative beings. And when others come in their orbit, those other people will undoubtedly be transformed themselves. To experience a state of transformation, there is an ending, there is a death, there is something that must be shed, and it goes through a cathartic process of release where you essentially get broken down so much that you are willing to surrender. And through that process of surrender, this massive new level of awareness is able to come through. So another octave, another frequency of Pluto, we could correlate it with the phoenix itself. We are really in phoenix times, for sure. We have been. And there's something very particular about the Samhain eclipse portal that is extremely transformative for all of us. So I wish you the best. I wish you so many blessings as you begin to go through this portal because the truth is the energy is already here. It is already so palpable. I can feel it in my bones. I can feel it on my skin. Like it is, it has arrived and it's very exciting. This is a time where we really want to anchor into our grounding practices into our practices that help us feel connected to the earth, that allow us to clear our body temples and our channels so that we may be present and show up for the masterful magic that actually wants to weave through each one of us through this powerful eclipse portal. And so we begin episode 61 talking about Pluto stationing direct, which if you've been following the astrology, then you know Pluto is in the final stages of Capricorn 
as as Pluto stations direct this Saturday, the Saturn day at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, it is the 8th of October, Pluto stations at 26 degrees 7 arc minutes Capricorn. Pluto has been in the sign of Capricorn since 2008, and in the United States, there is a return, a Pluto return happening at this time. Therefore, there is a lot of great growth and evolution that the country as a whole, the collective of a, as a whole, that the U.S. is experiencing, which in turn affects the entire global community as at this time, the U.S. is still very much seen as one of the dominant powers of the world. So everything the U.S. experiences during the Pluto return will ripple out across the entire world. And as this planet of great transformation through psychic death, there is a psychic death that is happening to the collective reality. I think on a large level, we're seeing that with consumption, consumerism, late stage capitalism, and this whole kind of corporate philosophy that many of us have been raised within through the overculture. And there's a realization for many people that these systems are not serving the earth community. They're not serving the family of humanity. And so then we must ask, what exactly and who exactly are they serving? What agendas are they serving? And we are at a precipice now, personally and collectively, for how we want to move forward in this earth ship as a human family. And as Pluto is moving direct, Pluto is allowing our deepest desires, perhaps the hidden desires that have been stored in the cells of the body to come to the surface. So that which has been suppressed or hidden is being brought out into the light. In turn, we could say with Pluto moving direct, there will be a willingness for many people to look further into the hidden spaces. And so if we connect this to Pluto's retrograde station, right before the solar eclipse at the end of April, I would extend an invitation to you to think back to the end of April and May and what began to be stirred within your psyche. Where are you now, six months later? How are you feeling? How are you moving through your life? What is coming up for you? Where do you want to be in six months from this now moment? Because you can utilize the forces of Pluto and these eclipses to align you, to reset you, to restabilize where you're going. Now, many of you were with me when we were discussing at the end of July that reset button of the North Node, Mars, and Uranus and Taurus all aligning. That was a really powerful moment, and we're going to circle back around to that as we culminate this episode because I want to go back to the basics with Uranus and Taurus. I think it's a good time to do so. But I'll just say for now 
that that reset button became available at that time, the end of July, the beginning of August, right around the Lionsgate portal. At this time, as we're on this precipice before the Samhain Eclipse portal, it is time to literally take the leap, to hit the button, and to jump, and to trust that as you jump, your wings are going to extend, you're going to be that phoenix rising up from the ashes. Now is the time to show the multiverse that you trust in the backing of the infinite wellspring of spirit and that you know you're going to be held. That requires that we take leaps that make us feel uncomfortable at times. It's very exciting. And one other piece I want to say about Pluto is that Pluto will be shifting into the sign of Aquarius in March of 2023. Now, in 2023, Pluto will go retrograde for about six months as it does, and it will slip back into Capricorn, but then it will go direct again into Aquarius. So Pluto is beginning to shift the age from that earth energy into the air energy. And this is very important for us collectively. We talked about when the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction aligned on December 21st of 2020 at that first degree of Aquarius, how that was this hearkening of this new age of air and a cultural renaissance of the air energy that is coming, the new ideas, the genius solutions, the great potential. And also, of course, we will see a further increase in the use of technology in our daily lives. And as Pluto shifts into Aquarius, and then in a number of years, not too far off, Uranus will be shifting into Gemini. By that point, we will have Neptune and Aries, and we will have Saturn and Aries. So we're going to have fire and air energy in these outer planets, which we've not experienced for quite some time. And there are many humans on the planet that never have experienced that formation. We're moving into a time of great revolution and even greater change and transformation that can happen on a very fast level. And as the speed and the pace of life will increase, I cannot urge you enough the importance of daily practice, of ritual, of rhythm, of creating a cadence in your nervous system for your health and for the longevity and the vitality of your body. This brings us to the Aries full moon, which is exact on the 9th of October, Sunday at 4.54 p.m. However, I will say it could be really powerful to celebrate the full moon Saturday night as the moon is waxing and you've got that Saturn day magic with uh, Pluto stationing direct in the sign of Capricorn, which is ruled by Saturn. So there's a real particular energy available for you on Saturday night in alignment with this full moon. Now it is a blood full moon and the sun and moon oppose at 16 degrees, 32 arc minutes. So the moon is in Aries, the sun is in Libra. This is the access of identity. Who am I? What is my purpose? Why am I here? With Libra 
asking, how do I relate? Whom do I relate with? What are my values in my relationships? So this full moon is bringing up so much for each one of us on a personal level around identity and where there are core wounds or trauma in expressing ourselves as our unique blueprints, especially in relationships. The sun is coming to meet up with, or sorry, Venus is coming to meet up with the sun as the full moon aligns. And she is um, essentially coming to be swallowed by the sun and she's in her home sign of Libra. So that further emphasizes the significance of relationships in this full moon. Meanwhile, we have the moon conjunct Chiron and Eris, who are both retrograde. Chiron is at 14 degrees, two arcminutes Aries, and Eris is at 24 degrees, 32 arcminutes Aries. Chiron is the wounded healer. He's the rainbow bridge, and he shows in our charts where we have some sort of core wound, core trauma that quite often comes in early childhood. It can come in our womb experience. I have found it is very much related to the kind of consciousness that our mothers were carrying when they conceived and when they generated us, when they grew us within their womb space. There's something about the Chiron wound that can be very unconscious as it comes from the mother's unconscious realms. And it is a journey each one of us are on in this lifetime that really comes to a moment of potential perfection around the age of 50, 52, when we go through the Chiron return. Now, that Chiron return is the culmination of a series of what I like to call midlife activation points that really begin to amplify around the age of 36, 38, or 40, depending on your generation. My generation, for us, it started at the age of 36. And these midlife activations are literally no joke. That's all I can say about them for now. I mean, I'm going to be offering some masterclasses about the Uranus opposition and Neptune square Neptune because I think they're super important to discuss as well as Pluto square Pluto. There's something very significant, I think, to learn about these transits from someone who has also gone through them. So, you know, I can share a lot about Chiron Return because I've definitely had many, many clients that I've worked with who have been through the Chiron Return, and I've seen the whole spectrum of what it looks like when people really kind of push away the medicine, the healing of Chiron, or when they're really willing to, like, go through it and face it and meet it. However, that being said, I myself haven't yet physically experienced it in this human incarnation. And so I'm limited on a certain level to how I can fully know the Chiron return. Chiron as this archetype that it's like Chiron was so magnificent. He could do so many things. He was a physician. He was an astrologer. He was a storyteller. He was a bard. He was a poet. He was a teacher to many great beings within the Greek mythos. 
So Chiron carries this magnificent weight, and in his journey, he could not heal himself. It was the one thing he couldn't do. So he points for each one of us where we are blind to our own healing journey and where perhaps we're even a little inept. However, I do ultimately believe we carry that potential of medicine within us, meaning we are our own healers. And there's something particular to experience in the Chiron return that helps you to align with your own healing potential in a newfound way and to really embody your medicine. This is significant because this full moon is conjunct Chiron retrograde. And Chiron right now is perhaps a little not as aware, a little more unconscious as to where the wounds are and the trauma is. But for each one of us, we are going through a time where we're being asked to embody our unique medicine and to just really own who we are and be our brilliant, unique selves. The generation of Chiron in Aries will definitely feel this Chiron full moon, this Aries blood moon, more strongly than anyone else. Also, if your sun, moon, or rising in Aries, it's going to be a powerful full moon for you. And also, if you have like a cardinal rising like Cancer or Capricorn or Libra, this is the autumn cardinal initiatory event that is integrating the great work that we've been doing since the seeds of winter solstice. And with Mercury now moving direct and coming to that 29th degree of Virgo with this Aries full moon, Mercury also wishes to convey a message with this moon. So it's a good moon to listen deeply and to be aware of the signs and symbols that cross your path, the people, the places, where you're led, what unveils itself, what what is being illuminated, and to allow this moon to be a platform of power for how you move through this eclipse portal that is on the rise. I'm going to be speaking even more in depth about the Aries full moon and offer a ritual to work with it in Ma Magic. And so if you're not already a member of Ma Magic, I invite you to join us. You can go to the show notes. There is a link to sign up for Ma Magic. And it is a new offering I'm creating to weave together all of my Patreon tiers that I've had going since 2018. And I'm now shifting all of my Patreon work into one offering, this Ma Magic. And it is a monthly membership program. The investment is $44 each month. And if you join for the entire year, it's $440. So you save about $88 there. In addition, as a gift, I'm offering a one-month trial for the investment of a dollar. So I really encourage you to sign up if you're called to go deep in a portal where you'll be guided through the entire month of the way the lunar cycles are working. And this is an opportunity to really come together and to get savvy with how we're growing and evolving our lives together as we build this new earth. 
I hope you'll join us in Ma Magic. I know I have had the Star Stones and Stories community within the Mighty Networks platform. However, I just want to say I am most likely going to be phasing that out because I know we're all so saturated in the dis- in this digital world and I'm really working hard to find ways to streamline my offerings into as few places as possible and to be as consistent as possible in those places so that they feel very reliable and steady. And what I can offer you in Mom Magic is a platform that is private. It is owned by my own um, work, meaning that there's no other entity that is able to capture that data. It's a safe space. And I know that all of my work that I place in that portal is secure. And I think that that's really important with data breaches and people taking content and all of the layers that we're working through in this digital age. And with that, that brings us to on the 10th of October, Monday at 7.51 p.m., Mercury shifts into the sign of Libra. So we know Mercury went retrograde in September and Mercury went retrograde in Libra and then journeyed back into um, Virgo and now shifts back into the sign of Libra. So we want to be really paying attention over the next few weeks what Mercury is saying because as Mercury clears the shadow, which will be on the following week around the 16th of October, Mercury is sort of taking off that psycho pomp attire and has quite a number of messages to convey. Mercury in Libra wishes to express with elegance and beauty and balance. And as we consider both Saturn and Pluto having now stationed direct as well, there is absolutely a culmination, a opportunity to look back over the course of the last six months and to ask yourself, like, what have I learned through these experiences? Where have I grown? Where am I really proud of myself for the evolution that has transpired? And on the 17th of Monday, around 1.15 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, we come to the last quarter moon in Cancer. So we will be sealing up the cycle that got opened with the Libra new moon. And this cycle has been very much preparing us for the eclipse portal. At the Libra new moon, we worked with the frequency of Ma'at, the goddess of cosmic order. And we will be journeying with her at the culmination of this episode as a way to anchor back into these 42 principles of Ma'at and how they may serve us through the eclipse cycle of the Samhain season. The last quarter moon in Cancer It is the moon's home sign, and it is a time to look back at what you've learned through the lunar cycle. But I also invite you to consider 
all of 2022, this year of the lovers, this year of Hieroscamos, how have you grown? How have you shifted? How have you moved forward with dramatic change? Many of us are really making some profound shifts in our lives here in 2022, and it's very exciting energy. I know I've used that word a number of times in this episode, but it is such a correct word because there's a stimulation process that is happening for each one of us. I'd like to just take a moment and welcome any new listeners here to Stars, Stones, and Stories. It is an honor to have you circle up. It is an honor to record this episode for you in um, sanctuary with my ancestors. I record this in my closet with my ancestral altar, and these episodes are definitely transmissions of ceremony. My work as an artist and alchemical astrologer, a cosmic high priestess, an herbalist, a grid keeper, a pilgrimage steward, a sound healer, is something that is very deeply personal and is something that has been a journey of transformation in the ways that I unveil these deep inner parts of myself more and more into the public sphere. I have a budding mystery school, Earthseed Temple Arts Mysterium, where I offer classes on how to really connect and ground with Mother Earth called Earthseed and Skywalkers, a Foundations in Astrology course. We're in the midst of the first cohort of that right now, and I'll be offering another Foundations course in November. So if you're interested in that, definitely make sure you're receiving the weekly Venusian love notes. You can sign up for those in the show notes. And also when you sign up for the Venusian love notes, you will receive the complimentary guided audio mini course that I was speaking about, the seven keys to create your unique daily practice. It's very much aligned for this Eclipse portal, so I hope you will take a moment and download that and take a listen if you're not already anchored into your own daily practice. I've been studying the art and science of astrology for over 28 years now, and in 2022, I received a Master of Arts in Cultural Astronomy and Astrology with merit through the Sophia Center. In my dissertation, I discussed the great conjunctions of 2020 and uh, completed a research project that was pretty amazing and definitely stretched me in so many ways. In my astrology practice, I utilize Western tropical astrology techniques, melding traditional psychological, evolutionary, and intuitive methods. These podcasts are in-depth ceremonial offerings that I create for the Earthseed Temple Arts community. And if you feel called to support this work, I invite you to sign up for a high-caliber divination session. It's a great time to do it with many planets shifting direct, 
with the Mars retrograde coming into full effect at the end of October and with eclipse season. So it's a great time to look at your astrology. We can also weave in tarot if you're called. I also have a way if you love this episode and you want to send an offering, you are welcome to offer through Venmo. And my handle is Rama Tribe, R-A-M-A-T-R-I-B-E. Now, I just want to share a couple of upcoming events, and then we're going to get back into how to work with this eclipse portal before we culminate with our guided meditation. I'm offering a workshop on Venus Day, October 21st, Discover Your Soul Purpose. And this is going to happen on the day of Venus being honored right before she begins a whole new Venus star cycle. So we'll be discussing what all of that means in the workshop. But most importantly, you're going to know how to find your soul purpose in your birth chart. This is a two-hour masterclass, and it is going to be amazing. It's virtual. It will be recorded. So if you can't come live, you will have access to the recording. And I really encourage you to join us in community. On Monday, October 24th, for the women of Appalachia, I'm offering the Scorpio Dark Moon Women's Wisdom Council in my home studio in West Asheville. I definitely encourage you to circle up for that if you live in the area. It is a very important moon as we're preparing for the eclipse. And so you will want to come into community to get aligned and to also receive some great healing. And back by popular demand, on Tuesday, the 25th of October, I'm offering a Scorpio Solar Eclipse Council. This will be from 4 to 9 a.m., which is the entirety of the eclipse, just like we did in May. And a number of you came online from all over the world. It was amazing to circle up with you. This will be 4 to 9 a.m. Eastern time. It is virtual, but there's also an in-person option if you live in the Asheville area and you want to come in person. It's going to be amazing. And we're going to meditate really deeply for the entirety of the exposure of the eclipse. And when we look to indigenous cultures, we know that it, it has been a pattern for people to be in ceremony and meditation during eclipses. And the reason behind that is that they are wild cards and it is when we show up with reverence and humility, there is more of an opportunity for this mutual reciprocity to occur. Also, when we gather in community, this karmic ghost clearing of our ancestral line is amplified in ways you can't even imagine. So if 10 of us gather, it is almost like 100 of us came together. I love offering these spaces. I've been working with yogic technology since I was 15 and uh, teaching since 2006. So this is a part of my work that I've been very dedicated to. I really hope to see you all 
in that space and also just for the locals in Asheville, stay tuned for some workshops and series coming out in West Asheville. Finally, this brings us to one more offering I want to share with you, and that is in February of 2023, I'll be offering a pilgrimage to Egypt, which will entail visiting Luxor, which is such an amazing site, very much the heart of Upper Egypt. Luxor contains so many temples and the largest temple in the world, Karnak. Luxor contains the Valley of the Kings and Queens, and there is just so much magic to be experienced there. And then from there, we will go to Giza, where we will explore the final opening of the Great Egyptian Museum. I'm so excited for that. And also, we will have time in the pyramid and in between the paws of the Sphinx and going to some other really important pyramids to get aligned with that pyramid consciousness. And then we'll culminate in the Western Desert in Siwa, which is close to the border of Libya. It is one of my favorite places in all of Egypt and all of Kemet. There's a beautiful oasis and so many bodies of natural healing water, different kinds of healing water. It is such a powerful place to reset. And we're offering this pilgrimage at this time as in the month of March, we have Saturn shifting into Pisces and Pluto shifting into Aquarius. And so this journey to Egypt in February of 2023 is an opportunity to really come home to your heart, to prepare yourself for this next layer of building the new earth consciousness and how you want to show up as we shift into the collective awareness of Saturn and Pisces and Pluto and Aquarius. The healing waters of Siwa are going to cleanse you on all levels and help you reset your psyche. It's going to be powerful. And with that, I just want to connect a little bit about the eclipses and remind you once more, episodes 62 and 63 will go much more in depth into each of the eclipses. On the 25th of October, we have a partial solar eclipse in Scorpio. And on the 8th of November, we have a total full moon eclipse in Taurus. We also have a brand new Venus star cycle aligning on October 22nd, right before that eclipse. And so there's this powerful, powerful opportunity to align yourself with your values. And Venus, she is all about what we love and what we value and how we are co-creating community through this cultural renaissance here on earth in these times. It is very easy to get sidetracked into the thought stream of what is collapsing and where there are challenges and where there is domination and manipulation and where there are many, many agendas. However, what I ask 
of you to consider in preparation for the Samhain eclipse portal as you stand here now on the precipice. I ask you to take a leap forward from a space of great faith that lives deep within the chamber of your heart at the center where the four portals, the four spaces of your heart connect. I ask you to come into that space and to move through this eclipse season from your heart. It is your sacred time travel device as the Taoists have left behind a whole lineage of wisdom in regards to that. Eclipses are new portals and new dimensions into our lives, and they occur when the dragon's head and tail, also known as the nodes of the moon, Rahu and Ketu, when they conjunct either the sun or the moon. So when a node is conjunct the new moon and the sun, this is a solar eclipse, which is what we will experience on the 25th of October or when the node is conjunct the full moon, known as the lunar eclipse, which is what we will experience on the 8th of November. Now, these portals work together as a unit, moving in 18 to 19-year cycles. There are so many layers to the cycles of the eclipses. They go on and on into infinity. They are signatures marking periods of time. The nodes themselves are not physical astronomical bodies. They are points in space like vortexes of energy, which does suggest they carry cosmic meaning. And in Vedic astrology, they're very much compared to this cosmic dragon. We could consider her like this mother of all serpent beings. And as you go into history, her story of humanity... Through Paleolithic and Neolithic times, we can find a great reverence for the serpent or the birds. The ancient goddesses from Paleolithic and Neolithic times all root from a god or a serpent. And we can find this in ancient Egypt. We find the Wajet, the serpent, which represents Lower Egypt or North Egypt, and the Nekbet, the bird the vulture, which represents Upper Egypt or Southern Egypt. And it is the unification of the Wajet and the Nekbet that creates the stronghold, the foundation of the Egyptian cosmology. We could also say this is like the Ida and the Pingala wrapping around the Shushmana, this massively beautiful black and white or gold serpent energy that travels up the different sides of our spine, interlacing through the chakral portals, this jed pillar of light, of life, that is each one of us representing our holy body temples. So this serpent energy is absolutely ancient. And yes, (laughs) for those of you who are out there in the stratosphere and you've done different forms of research, Yes, there are different schools of thought around distortion timelines with these frequencies. And this is where you want to lean into your own inner wisdom and your heart and allow what resonates for you to be your truth. 
I personally very much align with this dragon serpent frequency. I think it's potent and it speaks a lot to what we are going through as humanity. There is a lot of fear in the psyche of humanity around serpents, around dragons, around vultures, and these other sorts of creatures that eat death. However, if you think about it, how sacred is it to eat something that is decaying and to regenerate it into new life? This is the most potent, all-giving mother frequency that ever has been and ever will be. This is what you can find in the great cosmic womb of all wombs. And when we had that powerful total solar eclipse in Sagittarius in December of 2021, when we were facing that powerful eclipse, which was directly conjunct the great magnetic attractor, the void of all voids, and I myself at that exact moment was in the Nekbet temple in Upper Egypt with a number of sisters. And that was probably one of my most challenging initiations ever into Egypt. It was literally like going into the void of all voids. And that was also when my mentor, beloved Elder Maladoma Somme, who was a teacher to so many people, such a humble, powerful medicine man. And that void of all voids has been continuing to teach us these last nine months. And as we consider this eclipse time that we're about to experience, we have the dragon's head, the path of Dharma, which is essentially where we learn to fly by falling. It offers us great spiritual growth and integration. The south node speaks to where we are closing up the path of karma, where we are shining our gifts, where we are clearing shadows, where it is cozy, and where we are looking to kind of lift ourselves up out of habitual patterning. Eclipses bring truth, truth that we need to see, to know, and feel, despite how uncomfortable the results may be. And as I've stated many times before, many ancient cultures, many indigenous peoples would utilize eclipses as opportunities to be in great ceremony and to give offerings, to be in prayer. Because for people throughout time and space, eclipses could bring disasters, they could bring difficulty. And I share this not so you take on a frequency of fear, I share this so that you take on a frequency of empowerment and you empower yourself to be aligned with this upcoming eclipse portal by being grounded, by drinking extra water, by having more spaciousness in your schedule, by hearing your body temple and feeding it with what it is calling forth. And as I mentioned Elder Maladoma, I wanted to just circle back here as we culminate episode 61 to speak a little bit about Uranus and Taurus. And many of you have heard me already share this, but I know some of you are new, so I'll just say that I first met Elder Maladoma on the Taurus new moon in 2018. It was at the exact moment of that new moon when Uranus shifted into Taurus for the first time in, in my lifetime. And I knew that it was going to be a significant moment. I didn't know I was going to meet someone who would become such a powerful mentor in my life and who would also 
come in so dramatically and also exit so dramatically in the sense that um, it was quite a shock when I found out when I was in Egypt last December that he had left the earth. One of the greatest things Elder Maladoma taught me, like when I hear his voice in my consciousness, which I hear quite often, is him speaking about radical change and the big shifts that were coming here on earth. And this is very in alignment with Uranian energy, especially Uranus and Taurus. When we think of the Uranus energy, it is kind of like trickster energy. It is unorthodox. It can take us to our edge, but it also allows us to connect with our honesty and our authenticity and to feed these forces of honesty and authenticity in the world. I took a moment and I found some information that I actually wrote to in my Venetian love notes in May of 2020. It was right when I met Elder Maladoma and I was speaking about how Uranus was about to shift into Taurus. And in reflection to that, at the final degree of Uranus and Aries right before that shift, there was the um, manifestation of Pele on the big island where there was a big activation of the volcano. And that made me think back to Fukushima, which was the horrific disaster that happened the moment that Uranus was in the last two days of watery Pisces before he shifted into fiery Aries. So we know Uranus is this disruptor and brings in these kind of unorthodox changes here to flip the script so that we experience surprise and we are forced to do something different. With Uranus, it is a planet that rules all things electric. So anytime Uranus is shifting, we want to pay attention to electricity. However, um, for Uranus and Taurus, it is much more, the, the changes are much more focused on the earth plane because Taurus is yen, earth energy, it's fixed energy. So it's very kind of stable. And what Uranus and Taurus has been working to do is shift our connection to our money, our finances, our work in the world, our value system, how we relate to the earth herself, how we relate to nature. Uranus and Taurus has been teaching us all about the I have presence and how do we create radical change around what we have, what we own, what what we possess, how we view the material world. There's definitely an ask to do something dramatic, to be different, to take our own unique talents and gifts and allow them to go beyond the kind of consensual 3D reality to consider yourself as an artist and you've got these beautiful gifts and how do you want to weave them into the world? Uranus in Taurus is asking us to put down our devices and to lay on Mother Earth herself and to connect to the Earth being as a mother, as a father to connect to the spirit of nature, to the Netaru, to connect to the little people, to connect to our ancestors, to connect to the other world, which absolutely is part of that Taurian Scorpio access of consciousness. 
The Taurus energy wants us to be here now, to enjoy and embody the riches and the prosperity of living on planet Earth. And many of us have experienced a broadcast that we could say the overculture is emitting, expressing that we're running out of resources and there's not enough for the humans here and that there's too many people and people are being too wasteful and there's just this excess. And I would agree that a lot of that could be true for sure. I would agree that it is important that we have more consciousness around how we utilize the sacred resources of Mother Earth. I would also agree that Mother Earth is quite bountiful and quite generous in her sharing of prosperity. And when we look to the world of nature, nature has a way of bursting forth out of any concrete jungle. And always will. And in fact, the the so-called weeds that pop through the concrete are actually powerful herbal allies that are seeking to provide nutrients and solutions for those suffering in the cities. So I would say that perhaps there is a hypnotic uh, offering that we've been given as small children to doubt our ability to connect with Mother Earth and to rely on the Earth herself, and that perhaps Uranus and Taurus is encouraging us how to wake up out of that slumber and to see how mighty Mother Earth is and what she wishes to offer each one of us. So with that, I encourage you to love your mother, to love the Earth, and to be revolutionary in your connection with the earth and the abundance, the prosperity that the earth gives us, and to see how you can restore that justice and restore that harmony in your life. How can you give thanks to the earth by putting your bare feet and hands and forehead and offer a token of gratitude The earth knows your names, knows your prayers, knows your dreams, knows your fears, knows where your lack consciousness lives and how to help you clear all of this. How can you allow yourself to drink more fresh live water and to eat more wild green foods and to enjoy longer walks in nature and to find ways to name what you are grateful for each day? As we honor the earth in turn, we are honoring all of the mothers, all of the ancestral mothers. We are honoring all of the fathers, all of the ancestral fathers. We are one people. We are one heart. We are one love birthed from one universal womb. And with that, may there be peace to the east. May there be peace to the south. May there be peace to the west. May there be peace to the north. May that thread of golden peace weave out through the multitude of the cosmos and circle back through the four chambers of your heart. May you go in deep, deep peace. Blessed be. This is a journey 
to transform any low vibrations into gold. This is a prayer to hold the vision and frequency of a new earth to connect to our galactic brothers and sisters with unity consciousness to connect consciously with your highest frequencies to go within it is as we go within we go without as we go deeper within we go deeper into the cosmos We live in times where we have the ability to access and co-create the blueprints of the future timelines that we wish to achieve and experience. However, first, you must remember that you are a being of pure light, sound, and frequency. You must connect to your higher self and visualize that the future you desire is here and now. I invite you for this meditation to come and find yourself in a seated position or to come lie down comfortably and to prepare the space so that you're free of any distractions from technology or people who could intrude in the space, taking care of your biological needs, and then settling in your body, making sure you're warm as your body temperature will go down. Closing your eyes and beginning to bring your awareness to your breath. Eyes are closed long deep breaths allowing the body to become nice and heavy as you're breathing long deep breaths let every muscle of your body become nice and heavy allow the bones the bones that are like the stones of mother earth these bones are ancient bones as they connect to your ancient ancestors and your mother line and your father line. We honor all of the mothers that have come before. We honor all of the fathers that have come before. We honor the great elemental mothers that are guardians over time and space. We are one people, one heart, one love, one universal womb. As you're breathing and the body is becoming heavier and heavier, you allow yourself to travel through the sands of time, the stars of time and space, you see yourself through your mind's eye journeying and you feel within your physical body, you feel this deep warmth that cascades like 
golden honey through every cell of your body. You become heavier, more and more relaxed with each breath. And this golden honey that moves through the cells of your being is purifying your entire essence. You feel each chakra from the base of the spine to the crown of the head become aligned. You notice your entire spinal column like a golden pillar of light fully awakened. And as you gaze through your third eye, your heart or womb space and your heart sink with the third eye, this holy grail wisdom that lives within you eternally, regardless of gender or sex, every being on planet Earth, every being in human form carries this womb space, this hara, carries a heart and has the power of inner vision. So through your inner vision, you see yourself moving through the sands of time, the stars of time and space, through the galaxies. And you allow yourself to receive the golden age wisdom of Ma'at. You call forth your high holy self to be fully present from the base of your spine to the crown of your head. You call forth 13 future selves of you to circle around your physical body in this now moment. Ma'at enters the space and stands at the base of your body at your feet. And she breathes over your physicality with her golden light breath body. And she begins to speak these 42 affirmations. And you repeat each one. I honor virtue. I honor virtue. I benefit with gratitude. I 
benefit with gratitude. I am peaceful. I am peaceful. I respect the property of others. I respect the property of others. I affirm that all life is sacred. I affirm that all life is sacred. I give offerings that are genuine. I give offerings that are genuine. I live in truth. I live in truth. I regard all altars with respect. I regard all altars with respect. I speak with sincerity. I speak with sincerity. I consume only my fair share. I consume only my fair share. I offer words of good intent. I offer words of good intent. I relate in peace. I relate in peace. I honor animals with reverence. I honor animals with reverence. I am trusted. I am trusted. I care for the earth. I care for the earth. I keep my own counsel. I keep my own counsel. I speak positively of others. I speak positively of others. I remain in balance with my emotions. I remain in balance with my emotions. I am trustful in my relationships. I am trustful in my relationships. I hold purity in high esteem. I hold purity in high esteem. I spread joy. I spread joy. I do the best I am able. I do the best I am able. I communicate with compassion. I communicate with compassion. I listen 
to opposing opinions. I listen to opposing opinions. I create harmony. I create harmony. I invoke laughter. I invoke laughter. I am open to love in various forms. I am open to love in various forms. I am forgiving. I am forgiving. I am kind. I am kind. I act respectfully. I act respectfully. I am accepting. I am accepting. I follow my inner guidance. I follow my inner guidance. I converse with awareness. I converse with awareness. I do good. I do good. I give blessings. I give blessings. I keep the waters pure. I keep the waters pure. I speak with good intent. I speak with good intent. I praise the goddess and the God. I praise the goddess and the God. I am humble. I am humble. I achieve with integrity. I achieve with integrity. I advance through my own abilities. I advance through my own abilities. I embrace the all. I embrace the all. As you continue to breathe and feel that golden liquid light moving through your entire physical being, moving through all of your bodies, your breath body, your mental body, your emotional body, your spiritual energetic bodies. You feel the luminescence of Ma'at, the golden liquid light, her timeless light, filling up the entire space you're in and you feel the wisdom council of your 13 future selves from various dimensions beyond this time and space gathered around you, offering you healing your own personalized potent healing from your 13 future selves they know you better 
than any other being through time and space. The eternal waters, the primordial waters wash through you. The great elemental mothers wash through you and restore you. You feel the anchor, the heartbeat of Mother Earth connect to your heartbeat. And you feel the praise of your ancient ancestors, of all of your ancestors. As you breathe, your awareness comes back to your physicality, your physical body. And you begin to wiggle through the fingers and the toes and circle through the wrists and the ankles. And when you're ready, you place your left hand on your heart, your right hand on your womb space. The vision stays focused at the third eye. And you call forth your greatest dream to bring you into this golden age of humanity, your greatest prayer from your 13 future selves. What is it that you are here to birth and create in alignment with the 42 principles of Ma'at and offering to cosmic order an offering in the beauty way an offering through the threads of time and space you receive the prayer the wisdom codes and you give gratitude may you be blessed and realizing this prayer into being. And so it is. We give thanks to the East. We give thanks to the South. We give thanks to the West and thanks to the North. We give thanks to Mother Earth and to all of the beautiful sky beings and guides and guardians. Blessed be. May Isis heal me as she healed her son Horus of all the pains which were brought on him. Thou great enchantress, heal me. Save me from all evil, things of darkness, from the epidemic and deadly diseases and infections of all sorts that spring upon me, as thou hast saved and freed Horus. Free me from all possible evil 
hurtful things of darkness, from epidemic and deadly fevers of all kinds. And so it is. Dive in with me at earthseedtemplearts.com and you can follow me on Instagram at earthseedtemplearts. Thank you so much for sharing sacred space. My prayer is that we as individuals awaken to the reality that each one of us is a hologram for the collective. By being fierce in our authentic truth, we have the opportunity to elevate life on this exquisite planet Earth. Crystallize your medicine.